Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, a 10. I give it a 10. Uh, you're not beating Batman. Cracking that case was my first addiction. But I marry Mystique, and she can be yeah. anybody you want. Beautiful, nasty smell of the blockbuster. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Things We Dig. So in honor of Steve living in Japan, he was uh, filling us in on some details about the upcoming Olympics being in Japan. So for our lightning round, we're going to go around and say our favorite Olympic event, summer or winter. So I'll go first. Mine is synchronized diving. I'll say handball because that's a very unknown game to me. Oh, good one. Mine would just be swimming in general. Pretty exciting. Can we go snowboarding? Um, I would go with just a general sport like soccer or basketball, probably basketball for me. Nice. Very collective answers from each of us. So Steve, uh, what were some of those details you were uh, letting us know about, about this upcoming Olympics? Well, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if it's final, but they announced that uh, the Olympics will be to uh, happen as planned, but uh, there will be no foreign visitors in the audience only uh, Japanese, I guess, or maybe just residents. What do you think of that? I mean, is that the Olympics? Imagine being, you know, Team USA and having no no one there to cheer you on. I feel like if you're going to go to the lengths to say that no visitors and anyone can come, you just shouldn't do it. Like, just hold it off another year. What's the point? If we're that scared of the virus being spread still, then we shouldn't be loading athletes on planes from all around the fucking world and flying them to one spot anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of contradicting. Like they, they want it to go down, but they want to be safe, but they're still going to bring people in from all over the world, but not you. We're not allowed to go. So Yeah, and I'm sure they have like testing regimens and stuff to make sure all the athletes and stuff don't have it, you know, but still it's like you already pushed it back one year. Why not say hey, we're just going to wait till everything's in the full clear and we can have the traditional olympics and and redo it hey but uh steve you could go because you live in japan so you could go represent the usa baby be the number one fan and have the big hand with the finger be the one fan represent uh <laughs> represent usa handball for us just wear usa everything like usa hat glasses socks a big ass flag you should just be that shaman dude, like that guy that broke into the Capitol with the <laughs> face paint and the find out whatever he had. Streak across the opening ceremony when you pull your pants off, just body paint, American flag. <laughs> so speaking of the Olympics, what would you guys say are some of your favorite sports movies? Um, One that comes to mind for me is, uh, is Rudy, man. Rudy was always a great movie. Rudy had a crazy cast too, man. So many people. Was it Sean Astin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vince Vaughn's in that film. John Favreau's in that film. Damn. The first one that popped in my head, there's a lot of them, but the for whatever reason, the first ones that popped in my head was uh, the, I know we talked about One's Gotta Go, and I think we all pretty much decided on Sylvester Stallone that one time. And I did not even bring it up in the pod, but I used to love the Rocky whole films, dude. I mean, besides Rocky Five, that one sucked dick, but... <laughs> Like, other than that, I could watch those movies all day as a kid, man. I used to love them. Is Rocky Five the one with the robot? The robot? No, that's Rocky Four. Oh, okay. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Weird addition to add to a Rocky movie. 
Yeah, have you ever seen the family guy where they like completely recreate that scene? <laughs> uh, a classic sports movie for me, maybe not be up your guys' alley would be uh, varsity blues, man. Oh I yeah. I love that movie when I was younger. It's got everything when you're a young man. I mean, awesome football partying, get to see a little, you know, boobies in it. Mm. <laughs> cream over some year movie. old me was in heaven. A 10. I give it a 10. Yeah, that's absolutely. Friday Night Lights was a dope-ass movie, too. Yes. I mean, remember the Titans. Oh, oh yeah. I remember that's the awesome. Titans is awesome. What about the, um, what was that Keanu Reeves movie where they were like the... Uh, oh, the ball placement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Hardball, dude. Both oh, great hard, yeah. sports movies. I was going to say Hardball, man. Great movie, but ends on such a sad note, but still a great movie. I'd say one, I mean, most of us probably know it, but I think it's one that doesn't get enough love, but... Coach Carter. <laughs> Coach Carter's good, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Little Big League, man. I used to love that movie oh, as yeah. a kid. I still love that movie. Dude, they have Randy Johnson and Ken Griffey Jr. in it. And they had the uh, the fake Mark McGuire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford Mark McGuire, man. That was his heyday, man. I think that was shortly after he did his uh, Broke the Home Run record, or maybe right before, but... Right before, we're all forgetting Space Jam. Ooh, Ooh yeah, that's a classic. Are what you about my like... man LL Cool J in Rollerball? Ooh. Oh, Rollerball. what about my man LL Cool J in Any Given Sunday? <laughs> I forgot he was in that. I was thinking Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is, Jamie in, Fox it, is in it too. Yeah. Okay. I actually heard this story where Jamie Foxx said that him and LL Cool J would get in it a lot. And there's a scene where they're fighting and he, he thought LL Cool J kind of was taking some of that anger really out on him. And it really socked him. And he like went back. He's like, what the fuck, dude? He's so like, I just saw that story <laughs> too. And it was some guy who was on set and he was saying how at the time, like LL and Jamie Foxx just were clashing for whatever reason, dude. I don't know. Uh -huh. I guess Jamie Foxx kind of played around too much or something and ll actually dropped him according to this guy man like yeah. and then ll was like bringing like all of new york like all these new york dudes to just be at his trailer and it got so tense on film that uh jim brown sat them down and, and acted as a mediator and was like you guys gotta squash this because it was getting like out of control they were yeah. about to go to war on set too Yikes. but yeah ll dropped him <laughs> he rocked him dude. i guess like knocked him out Dave, you mentioned Space Jam. Are you guys excited for the new upcoming Space Jam movie? I'm mm -hmm. excited, but I think I just don't know what to expect at all. I've heard that they're kind of going a completely different route storyline wise. So I don't even know if there will be. I mean, I guess there has to be aliens in it, right? Yeah, I'm definitely on the fence. I'm going to wait to see what people think about it. Because I read like the synopsis that was in that Entertainment Weekly article, I believe it was a magazine. And it sounded not good to me. It sounds mm -hmm. like they get sucked into like a computer world instead of space. And they're playing to protect the Instagram followers of LeBron, I believe. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, so that's oh, real. Oh like, come on. What? A little vain, I guess. It's hard when they remake movies, especially beloved movies of our childhood. You want them to be like that, but you know these movies really aren't made for us anymore. Yeah. It makes me think just like we are definitely children at heart still because we talk about all these remakes and like we're almost upset. Sometimes they're not as good, but then we got to think, oh, they're catered to people half our age now. And maybe like Instagram likes, we are like, that's lame, but... 
13 year olds will love it. Like even like you said, just kind of being that a child at heart definitely helps. But yeah, as long as it's decent, I mean, the Looney Tunes have always been awesome, man. So as long as they stick to that classic, you know, Looney Tunes script, I'm sure it'll be all right. You know, I mean, most people who have seen Space Jam as adults say that it's a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we just like what are your guys' thoughts on the latest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, I thought it was pretty dope. I'm really interested to see where they go with this new Captain America. He's not, he doesn't have the personality I expected, but in a, in a good way. But I still think that maybe he might go evil at some point. And I, I couldn't, I, I had to laugh that like, they gave his sidekick like a cool vest and a nickname just because, or, you know, he just seems like a normal dude, like Battlestar or something. I love how when Bucky heard his name, he's like, fuck this shit. Let me yeah. He's I like, gotta, what? Y'all too much. I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It seemed cool that they wanted to help. And his, his whole backstory of him being a really awesome dude and, and everything. But like Chris was saying, like, it seems like it would be cool almost to like the guy, but he slowly becomes a sort of villain. Like at Just, first you think yeah. he's cool, but then you're like, ah, oh, you're a dick. It's no, like man. Alex said, at least it's not like a situation. So you can have a little bit of like compassion towards his character a little bit because he does want to do a good job. And he is like a flat out war hero, dude, like best in his field. And that was one thing I thought was strange when they were showing him like throwing the shield and doing a scene. They said he tested highest, like with IQ, with the abilities when it came to speed and like running and strength. So I was, I was wondering, does he already have some type of yeah. like... Can anybody throw the shield like that, I guess? Any average strong person? Or just him fighting on top of the truck. He looked like he has superpowers. Yeah, he was fighting super soldiers and holding his own. And then he even threw that shield like perfectly underneath his friend, whatever his lame-ass name is. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? I think it's Battlestar. Battlestar, Battlestar, yeah. I, I was just laughing, man. Like they gave him a vest, and he's a cool war hero. And like, yeah, you're Battlestar. All right, dope. And even when they're in the back, and you know they're trying to make it work a little bit, the jeep. He says everything like right up to that. Even how Sam put it, like it's always up until that last line, man. How he's like, I could really use the support of Cap's wingman. And he's just like, yep, I'm done with you too, man. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. They kept alluding to like the pressure of the job, and he mentioned it too. So I could see him like maybe like keeping on un- being unsuccessful and capturing these people and like the pressure of the job to cut make turns him to like maybe not be evil outright but definitely go into like heavy into the gray area did you side with bucky and sam or i kind of thought they were being like a couple punks huh they were being stubborn little man children at times um but it also to me it realized like they're not the most badass avengers that i thought because they're kind of like oh damn we're trying without everybody else and we suck I was going to say, I, I agree. Uh, I do kind of feel like they were being little punks, but I'm also heavily biased and I'm in their corner. So it's like, if you guys were being little punks at a party, I'd sit like, that's my boy. I got his back. So, you know, screw <laughs> yeah. you, Captain America. <laughs> Especially when you're um, the Winter Soldier, you know, you grew up, Bucky grew up in the, what, in the 20s or whatever with Steve Rogers. So, I mean, they have a very long history. They went through the, a lot of the same stuff. So soon after he's done being Captain America, they just instantly pull up a new Captain America. It would, that'd be really hard to get over mm-hmm. as, a, as a friend, you know, and I'm, he considered himself even more of a friend to him. Like, they're like brothers. So I, it would be hard to, like I said, though, that guy seems like he is a really good guy with good intentions. 
But then it does show a little bit of, a, of his character too, where he says like, well, you better stay out of my way then if you're not going to help me. He is reaching out. He does want the help. But then it also kind of is like, I wouldn't want to work with them too when I know they like hacked my equipment. Like how much have they been watching him, dude? You know, is, has he just been a government like pawn this entire time and doesn't even know Anthony Mackie's character? So I guess we'll see how that develops more too. Right. They've been the heroes for so long. And now, not that they're old, but they're kind of on the sideline. So making way for somebody new who's taking that spotlight. Any of us, we're, we're dudes. You know, we would think like, hey, like these guys, are they trying to step on our toes and, you know, take our place? Or, you know, like you said, take the place of Captain America. I mean, it would be hard for them just to, because essentially they would be like his backup, you know, and just knowing you know, Bucky's character and Sam's character. With Captain America, it was fine because he was Steve Rogers. But with this guy, I can just see them being like, fuck this guy. I don't want to be his backup. How funny was it too, though, when he, when uh, Bucky was like, have you ever jumped on a grenade? And he's like, yes, I actually, I have five different times. It's <laughs> technique uh-huh. I do with my helmet. <laughs> it's a technique I do with my helmet. Awesome. Yeah. I saw a meme saying, they said Bucky should have said, well, have you picked up Thor's hammer before? (laughs) Boom, mic drop. Mic drop, baby. (laughs) What would you guys say are your top three favorite MCU movies? Thor Ragnarok would be up there for me. That's one of the first ones that comes to mind. It's just such a, it's got everything you want from a Marvel movie, for sure. Taika's a great director. Agreed. I think that's got to be a top three. I also think... uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is so fucking funny, man. I love that movie so much. (laughs) (laughs) The opening to that is so great. Yeah. Winter Soldier is probably my favorite. Just the opening where Captain America jumps from the plane and they ask him, like, was he wearing a shoe? They're like, nope. Yeah, Winter Soldier is definitely one of the best MCU movies. I'd put that in my top three as well. Just the all the fight scenes throughout it, when him versus Bucky, they're they're so good. Like when they're riding on the airship at the end. Yeah, I would agree with uh, Winter Soldier, just a top-notch action. Uh, I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but I also would maybe agree with Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, just because, again, it was just something completely different. I honestly wasn't too excited over Guardians of the Galaxy, because that was something I was completely unfamiliar with when it came to characters and stuff. So I was like, had zero expectations, then you go to it, and it just seemed so different than any other Marvel film at the time. I, I mean, even it came out before Thor Ragnarok, even, and I know the second Thor was like really serious and stuff, and it kind of was like, a lot of people just were like, eh, whatever about it. And then when they came back with Ragnarok, man, they just blew the doors off with Thor's character. Yeah, it was like they Thor's movies went so different. It was like after Guardians came, Taika Waititi probably was like, let's, let's make a totally different Thor movie. I had no intention of it being a comedy going in laughing so hard. I'm like the last Thor movie was like Into Darkness or something. It was just the opposite. Yeah, it was one of the worst MCU <laughs> And then Thor Ragnarok is just definitely one of the best. So it was a great turnaround. Speaking of all these movies and all this crazy shit, going back to the good old days when we used to have blockbusters, um, just watched that documentary, The Last Blockbuster. Even if we haven't all seen it, we all know the good, beautiful, nasty smell of the blockbuster. That Man, I love fresh, that smell. Fresh plastic, dude. Just- yeah. Mm, it's but, the case, yeah. dude. Just even as weird as it was, just the smell of the plastic case, man. Mm-hmm. Cracking that case was my first addiction. First 
I remember as a kid going to Blockbuster and the movie Chucky had just came out and just being terrified to walk by the fucking Chucky case, man, because I knew it was there. He's like, hi, babe. <laughs> Walking by the horror section especially, but just I always think of Silence of the Lambs. That movie used to look so freaky to me just with the face with the mm-hmm. butterfly or the moth or whatever it is. There was no trailers. It was just you locked around and hoped that it looked cool or you heard about it or you knew something because we couldn't really watch the trailer. So it was like, or ask the dude up front, is this good? I mean, or you see how many are missing. Oh, yeah. There's like all but one There's gone. There's nothing worse when a new movie that you wanted to grab is just all gone. Mm-hmm. Damn it. You'd call the other ones and like maybe they'd have one and like, can you hold it for me? And then beg your mom like, can we please go to this one that's 20 minutes away? Like it's the only one in town that has it. Yeah. Do you remember calling them too? And they'd be like, well, we don't have any now, but this person's supposed to bring it back on Thursday. So you'd go in hoping and they'd be like, yeah, they're running late with it. <laughs> we still don't have a copy. You're like, God damn it. Well, what was funny about the last Blockbuster documentary, when movies were first being able to be rented, they cost $100 to rent, which is crazy. And yeah. Blockbuster. Didn't they mention as well, you could rent, you had to like, or you could rent a VCR too. Like VCRs were pretty expensive too back then if the, if the rentals were a hundred bucks for a movie, you know, I think they were saying that. And I was like, man, I couldn't imagine just like renting a VCR. That almost jogged my memory, man. I almost feel like I remember as a young kid when they did still used to rent out VCRs for people. Uh, when I lived in Iowa, when I was like six and seven, eight years old, right around in there, uh, you could rent Nintendo 64s. So there'd be those weekends where my mom would come and tell me and my brother like, oh, we're going to rent the 64 for the weekend. And dude, we would lose our minds. It was so dope. Splashdown and Mario 64 all weekend. Some of the dopest memories, man. I mean, I know Blockbuster and, and like movie rental places started in like the early 80s, but correct me if I'm wrong. Did they say that was like the first time somebody could own a movie and rent a movie? Yeah, it was something along those lines where to rent the movies, they could mass produce and then rent them out. But uh, before they were like copyrighted films. But it's just crazy for me to think that prior to that, people didn't own or rent movies at home. You know, you just had to watch whatever was on TV, which is why Blockbuster and those rental movie video places were such a hit. Oh, Mm. yeah, completely, man. That's why we got tons of those uh, VHSs at home with three different movies on it. (laughs) (laughs) The white noise or that just like scribble scrabble stuff you get from the VHS. That didn't really explain it too well, but <laughs> if you if you scribble scrabble from the machine with the TV and uh, <laughs> you get the assholes who'd return it unrewound, so you'd have to get it and then sit there for five minutes while the tape rewound. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember uh, old school v- uh, VCRs? I don't know if you guys remember just the straight up rewinding machines, dude. Where you just put the tape in. My uncle used to have one that was a DeLorean for Back to the Future. Oh. And I never saw that model. It was so dope. Cool. It would open up and you'd put it in the trunk and then push it down and it would rewind your video. Damn. So speaking of movies, Steve, do you want to roll into this movie segment game? Uh, yeah, let's do that. This one's going to be a movie trivia game, but kind of a baseball edition. So let's start it off with uh, just a little quick question. What is everyone's favorite baseball team? Uh, I'm originally from San Diego, so not bandwagon. Uh, Padres fan. Tony Gwynn, baby. Yeah, sir. Uh, I'm going to go with the worst team in the league, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Completely because of movies and my family's from Southern California, but the Angels. I'm right sure. there with you, Al. The only Angels fan in my family. 
being from Vegas, I've always kind of just piggybacked onto LA teams. So you would think I'd be a Dodgers fan, but I'm a, also an Angels fan. I've always loved the Angels, the closest stadium to Vegas as well, you know. But yeah, I love Angels. Um, I kind of grew up a little bit like when you know when you're a kid and you'd play little league and you'd be on whatever specific team. I played on the Diamondbacks a lot as a kid, so that kind of by default just having the hats and like the jerseys. Or even like the fucking, uh, I don't know if it, he was playing for the Diamondbacks at the time, but just that clip of Randy Jackson, just, I mean, Randy Jackson. It was a for me, dog. Uh, Randy Johnson just throwing that fastball and annihilating a pigeon, dude. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. What are the is... odds of that, man? So crazy. Uh, all right, so this one is movie trivia. Maybe easy questions, nothing too crazy, so everyone can uh, participate. So these are all baseball movies, or about baseball movies. All right, so number one is, what was the real name of the beast in the Sandlot? Hercules. Hercules it is. Nice. God damn. Uh, Also, none of us mentioned the goddamn Sandlot earlier with sports movies. I know. (laughs) I feel like we talked about it at length before. There's a lot. Here's another easy one. Uh... Which pro baseball team did Benny the Jet Rodriguez play for? The Dodgers. For? Oh, right. Dave. Got to finish the question. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Over the crowd. I wouldn't have known it. All right, we go a little more difficult. Who played the manager for the Angels in the movie Angels in the Outfield? Danny Glover. Danny Glover. It's <laughs> just waiting with bated breath with every answer. We're all fucked. <laughs> all right, I'll go a little more difficult. Okay, so which team in Japan? Did Tom Selleck get traded to in the movie Mr. Baseball? I'm just going to throw out an answer. Dragons? Ah, the answer is the Chunichi Dragons. (laughs) Very stereotypical, not fair. (laughs) Bonus question, which city? Tokyo? Oh, Kyoto. Nagoya. Right down the street. Nice. Damn. All right, last one is a three-parter. What are three Kevin Costner baseball movies? Field of Dreams. Bull Durham. Yep. And um, League of Their Own. <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> For the, For love, the love, love of baseball. <laughs> For the love of the game. For the love of the game. Woo! I knew that one. I don't, right. I don't know that movie. All right, so just five questions. Those would be the five questions. So I think Fig actually won this time for real. I got one. <laughs> got at least three. Yeah, All I right. got one. I think Al got a point at least in there too. Yeah, I feel like someone slipped in the questions though because he knew them like too fast. And they're pretty easy ones. I'll go a little more difficult next time. I'll go, uh, yeah, Fig, uh, the sole winner this time. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So I saw this post on Instagram. It had asked which X-Men power you would want. So I thought I'd bring it up on the podcast and ask you dudes, which X-Men power would you guys want and why? Is there an immortal X-Men? Yeah, I'd be Wolverine. I'd be immortal and have dope-ass fucking adamantium skeleton for sure. Want to live forever. Yeah, Storm or also, I mean, I thought Phoenix in the end was the ultimate badass if she like could control it. Would I be so angry and mad at everything that I wouldn't be able to do anything? But because she could do everything. Well, I was even thinking, okay, maybe I'd just stay a civilian, but I'm Mary Mystique and she can be yeah. anybody you want. 
But then I was thinking, what if she was mad at you and, you know, she just like changes into a dude while you're having sex with her or something, which but that's not cool. But you couldn't touch her, right? Wasn't that the thing? No, she, like, I don't would know. suck Is your life true? force from you? That's rogue. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't want to marry some somebody I couldn't touch. Put my yeah, dick in them and they're sucking my life force away. It was worth it. <laughs> it was so good, though. <laughs> the one and only blowjob you'll ever get. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the, like Chris said though, the Wolverines is my go-to, but it's like at the same time, that's almost such a curse. At, you know, after a while, it's like being a fucking vampire or something, man. Like you're just going to keep living and living. And with him, he just heals himself so fast that. Mm. Did you guys ever watch the show from back in the day? Heroes. I know they're not mutants, but there was one girl whose power was she could watch someone do something and she would be able to do that herself oh hell yeah she was trying to get into this house where they had stole from uh these guys had stole something from her so she was watching a bunch of parkour videos on her phone and then in the end she was able to do parkour and break into the house and i just thought to myself that would be so fucking awesome right just to be able to watch people play piano or guitar or do these crazy stunts and just you yourself would be able to know how to do them now yeah, it'd be like living in the Matrix where they could just dial up program and be like, I want to yeah. learn how to be a helicopter pilot. And you could just watch a video of a helicopter pilot and be like, yeah, I got it. That'd be dope. How do you guys feel about the Tesla cars? Do you like them? The Tesla cars are, are really cool. What about the new, are they trucks? Are they considered trucks? Cybertruck. They look like old school Halo Humvees. <laughs> yeah. Are those out? Like people are driving those? I, I have not seen one of those on the road. I don't think they're out I don't yet. think so. I yeah, think you have to pre-order. Yeah, I think you could pre-order it and everything, but they're not out for, I think, just the prototypes and stuff. People have gotten photos of on the road, but not actual daily drivers. When they're like, they're unbreakable windows or whatever, and the first throw just shatters it. He's like, let's try that again. It just does it again. That was the Tesla truck? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. Then they ended up saying they used a different material or something happened. This won't happen to you. Don't worry. If somebody's shooting bullets at your face, these windows will block it. Dude, I do think it's crazy that they just awarded uh, SpaceX a contract to to deliver the first uh, supplies and materials for a lunar base. I'm like, damn. So they're actually going to go forward that and make a base on the moon. And like the the theory behind that is that you make a base on the moon that you can launch rockets and shit from. And there's like the gravity is so much less that you don't need the propulsion and the amount of fuel to launch from there to, I assume, make a mission to Mars. But yeah, I just read an article the other day that NASA actually gave them the contract for it. So I assume that means that shit is, I mean, not probably not soon, but. If the moon is just the base, man, I mean, that's just the start. That's just the start from there. And at least we can go to Mars. Sounds like we'll see it in our lifetime, I hope. But maybe when we're old men. It's kind of cool to think that maybe humans won't fuck their shit up and they'll get it together and colonize like the universe and like, Oh, the sun goes out and like, we keep living like so far beyond our lifetimes. We won't be there for it, but it's cool to think that we could like propagate out there and explore and actually find what's out there. And like to know what the future generations are going to see is fucking mind blowing. Cause what we're seeing right now is so crazy. It's so dope. That's what was so fascinating about interstellar to me is there yeah. I mean, I know it's still a science fiction movie, but it made it seem like real, like, hey, no, this is how people in the future are going to explore new worlds. And it's just normal. Yeah. It's like the technology is so far off, but now the technologies that we have today, you can see how they could like take those 
and on an exponential scale, like turn it into that. Like before <laughs> it was just like a, a thought and now it's like, oh, I could see the path to these type of things becoming a reality, like getting out of our solar system and shit like that. It's only a matter of time before they discover well, new and better ways to do all this stuff. I was watching Golden Girls with my grandma last night and I just think, you know, Betty White is 99 years old. And to think like she was born, I think 1922, just to think like all the shits she's seen in her life, how crazy everything has been different. You know, she thought in the fifties, like, oh, wow, like we have this type of technology and then going to the eighties, like, oh, wow. And now to think us eighties and nineties, that seems so outdated to us. When was the fucking automobile in there, dude? Right now, the eighties, like VHS tapes, that was in my lifetime. And that seems like monkeys fucking made that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you guys think of the thought of like an iRobot situation within our life? Maybe not within our lifetime, but like by the time we're old men, I could see them being like 100% fucking electric vehicles and possibly if the technology progresses far enough that it's safe enough, 100% self-driving vehicles where like you would have to pay a premium to be able mm-hmm. to have like a car that you controlled yourself because the risk was higher. That's where most people were like connected to the network that drove their cars for them. Like, that's the type of shit I could see happening as well. That's what crazy. my uncle was talking about with the whole Elon Musk shit, dude. He was like, it's it's heading that way, and it's it's wild. Like, in our lifetime, we will see that. And just the cars, too, I don't know if you guys saw, but with Tesla, like, you can own a Tesla, and they're, they're gunning towards the future, like, having it be, you'll have your car, but when you're not using it, like for whatever reason it will oh, sit like in the port and you can thing. you can switch it so if somebody wanted it it will automatically drive to them and they can use it and you're essentially like airbnb your car you know what i mean just like yo I, i'm gonna send the car to pick you up from fucking soccer practice like, yeah if you could just share it because i never drive my car right now at least i mean if i didn't have if i didn't have to pay like a ten dollars a month fee like i am with uh, my streaming services to to hop in an uber and share it with the homies would you guys trust like would you guys have you guys had a self-automated or self-driving car would you guys feel safe like taking a nap and having it take you to california what if i I was drunk i wouldn't feel safe sleeping like i'd feel safe taking my hands off the wheel and being in the car just kind of chilling maybe i've never been even been in a tesla so maybe my mind would change afterward but that seems sketchy yeah big time oh I always thought it'd be cool though, when I was a kid, like imagining the automated car, that cars won't be designed like how they are now. It'll be more so of like a comfortable cabin where you're like facing each other or there's TVs and stuff and you can just relax in the center of a car. Where traditionally on the outside, like the body, it might look the same, but I think the inside will be a lot more comfortable or just a lot more different than what we're accustomed to if the car is gonna be driving itself and you truly don't have to worry about it. And if like the technology got to the point where they could statistically or whatever prove like, hey, like the accident, there's barely any accidents. This is 15 times safer than humans driving. Like what would be the argument against it at that point? Like if government started. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Pay this amount and you could still be, you know what I mean? There's going to be a premium you could pay and still have your shit. I feel like we could see that within our lifetimes when we're old men, which would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only not only does it help with with all that but i think traffic traffic is the the biggest reason behind traffic is us just breaking and looking around and and watching things and not doing the same thing and but that's why traffic is traffic is because what else would help you know else would save the traffic though is uh trains and uh Mm -hmm. aren't they building a train from vegas to southern california 
That's hey, always been in the works. You always hey, hear are, that there's something in the in the plans right now already started construction. Until, they said like, it'd be like a straight up bullet train, dude. No, they so did. They uh, get there like an hour to LA. They did confirm there is going to be a train from Vegas like 2023 to, uh, or something. Really? Vegas to uh, Victorville. That's awesome. Oh, to Victorville? Okay. You wonder why the U.S. doesn't implement like a high-speed train system like Europe or Japan or any of those places because it's it's like proven to work. It's not like a theoretic like, oh, this could be cool. Like that shit works. Yeah, man, for sure. I guess we shall see. All right, to move on, Al, do you want to start up Two Second Tunes? All right, so it's Two Second Tunes, dudes. I'm going to play a song from 1999 or 2000. Great years. Great years. Two seconds. I'm going to try and keep it cool. I know we all might shout out a little bit, and that's just how it goes. Uh, Two seconds. I'll play it again a little longer if you need. You can get a point. uh, What is it? Title and uh, singer. So I'm going to start it off with uh, something a little nice. Here we go. Oh, that's mystical. uh, Danger? Is a song called Danger? Is it bumping me, bumping me off the wall or something? It is mystical, featuring Pharrell. Bumping me against the wall. But it is not. Anybody else guess before it? It's Hold not. On, give me one second. You want me to play it again? <laughs> Hold on, let me Google it real quick. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to sing it in my head. <laughs> Shake your ass, but watch yourself. <laughs> Shake your ass. Show me what you're working, what you're working with. with. <laughs> um, it was shake your ass. Oh. <laughs> Mystical featuring Pharrell. Great song. Yeah, it came out in uh, 99. Um, some people got some points there. Well, let's move on. All right, here we go. Kryptonite, Three Doors Down? Yep. Damn, son. Jesus. Beat me to it. Nice. It was Kryptonite, Three Doors Down. Killed it. And uh, that's two points. Two points for Fig. Nice one. Uh, moving on to another classic you all should know and love. Rob Thomas. Santana, smooth. Oh, Rob Thomas, smooth. Well, no, it is Santana, though. Oh, that's a. Hey, Dave, Dave gets one, Steve gets two. It was Santana, smooth, featuring Rob Thomas. You guys are on it. All right. (laughs) Um, Last one, best one for last. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Francisco. (laughs) Oh, my man. Uh, It sounded like a tie. Yeah. I think it was a tie. So. Was it? Ah, it was Cisco. It was Cisco thong song. I just remember the MTV. Remember they used to do making the music video, and I remember yeah. them doing the thong song and him in the harness jumping over all the girls and on the beach. On the beach, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys flew through that again. I thought it might have been challenging. I don't want to make it too hard. I want to make it. I I honestly think it was like the perfect amount, man. I mean, we yeah. all knew it, but it took some time to think about it. Yeah, we all knew him right away and shouted him out. <laughs> all right, fellas, let's roll into a one has to go. So 90s version of these animated series, Batman, X-Men, or Spider-Man? One has to go and why? Uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with Spider-Man on that. Not that it was a bad series at all, but I just, the Batman animated series is top notch, man. It's like one of the best animated series of all time, I think. And then the X-Men animated series just holds near and dear to my heart. I love the X-Men. They're one of my favorite. So, uh, sorry, Spider-Man. But you gotta go. 
I used to love the Spider-Man cartoon, but I would have to exit out as well. I love all of those shows, especially when I was a kid. But like Chris said too, just X-Men. I remember when the show first came out, Pizza Hut was doing something where like you'd get a one of the first episodes on VHS. And that was when I first was introduced to the series. And I used to watch that VHS tape all the time. But that along with Batman, Batman's just such a classic cartoon when it comes to just being good. And it was even dark for a child's cartoon as well so that was awesome i can hear the x-men theme in my head right now yeah i was gonna say they all have superior intros over any other animated series ever out there maybe besides the ninja turtles one but those oh ninja turtles was dope too yeah those three animated series intros are just top notch but i would have to say x-men for me man i mean i loved all of them growing up You guys mentioned Batman, you know, can't get rid of that one. And I just think I watched Spider-Man a little bit more. So I'd have to get rid of X-Men. Yeah, I'd go X-Men as well. Uh, You're not beating Batman. And just upon a revisit, uh, if you watch the X-Men cartoons, they're they're not as good as I remember uh, besides that intro. Uh, But Spider-Man still holds pretty good weight. And I remember just a lot of episodes ended on cliffhangers and you're still just kind of waiting for the next week to catch it. But uh, not so much with X-Men, but it was good. Yeah, if I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched enough of any of those shows, so I will jump with Chris here and say, see you, Spidey. We talked about it a little bit off-pod, guys, but there's a new animated series out there called Invincible, based off of Robert Kirkman's comic book. Checked out the first few episodes, and it is dope, so I suggest you guys do, and the listeners out there, maybe we could talk about it on a future pod. It's got that same kind of animated style as back then, but it's definitely for adults, so don't watch with your children. Oh, hell yeah. Cool, Invincible. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things on it, and I saw one clip just a, a minor clip, and like you said, Chris, holy shit, dude, it is not made for kids at all. Yeah, and if you're not feeling it in like the first three quarters of the first episode, just hold out because it, it's not what it is going to be yet. Where is, uh, what is it playing on? Amazon Prime. All right. Nice. I'm going to cool. look into that, dude. Invincible. That sounds, fucking, that sounds really cool. I think there's three episodes out now. I'm like halfway through the third. Sweet. All right, fellas, does anyone else have a, another one has to go? Uh, yes, one has to go. Chris, David, or Steven? Oh, definitely Chris. That guy sucks. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I was going to say, I would just take a bullet. I wouldn't get rid of any of you guys. Oh, hey. I was talking about myself in the third person. I'll, I'll sacrifice myself for the group. I should have said... Big. I don't even consider you when they say Chris. That's I should have did know. once got to go all of us edition. But I will say... I'm posing this question to you, fellas. Favorite burrito? Mine, I will just say off the bat. Ah, oh, man, god damn it, this is harder than I thought. Favorite place to get a burrito? I can't, I can't narrow it down to one, but breakfast burrito with anything. Sausage, bacon, whatever. Breakfast burrito, California burrito, I think trumps everything, though, in my opinion. I love a bomb-ass California burrito, man, with fries in it and just a shitload of cheese and it's all melted with the fucking guac and carne asada. You can't beat that shit. Mm-hmm. I would say just a regular carne asada burrito without the fries, though it is good with the fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the classic bacon breakfast burrito, man. There have been uh, just many a great time in my life where I've had one of those. And also, they have cured just a a thousand hangovers, you know? Mm -hmm. I ate one one this morning, man. It instantly put me in a better mood. Yeah. There you go. I like bean and cheese, but add rice and guacamole. 
Yeah, I'm going to say what you guys all been saying, or at least Dave and Chris had said it, but a California burrito or a breakfast burrito, bacon breakfast burrito, always hits the spot for me. Always. Shout out to Fosto's. Dude, I was going to say Fosto's California burrito, quite possibly the best California burrito I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, one spot, man. It's out in uh, PB, out in San Diego. But they used to, I, I said as a joke, just because everybody always generalizes best blank, you know, in mm-hmm. town, in San Diego or whatever. And they used to advertise best California burrito. And I used to be like, whatever. I went and bought one, man. Holy shit. Honestly, best, hands down, best California burrito I've ever had in my life. Oh, it's a bit blasphemous when we were just talking about fossils, but okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the hometown hero, Dave. Yeah. I do love, I do love Fosso's. I thought you were one of us. Fosso's has a place in my heart, always. You can't even remember that place in San Diego's name, so. I would die for Papa Fosto. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, I could talk to you guys all night long, but I'd say let's sign out from here. As always, it's a pleasure. Things we dig. Things Thank we you. dig, guys. It, it was great. Guys. It was great heating up again. I'm hungry. I want a burrito now. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go get a burrito after this. Go dig into one. I love you dudes, and I love burritos.